Good evening, John. Good evening, Ben. And good evening to our guest this evening, the woman of the hour when it comes to Twitter, I would say, uh, Suzanne Seddon. Uh, I, I know you said that if I called you naughty, it would imply <laughs> that you've done something wrong. No, you haven't done anything wrong, but still, you naughty, naughty girl. How are you, Suzanne? Oh. Have we lost you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. I've been cooking all day. I've made two cakes, Ooh. and I'm going to make some more later. So, Ooh. Ooh. John, John, <laughs> I'm going to let you take charge of the interview because you, you take charge of the guests and I interject. That's how we work. Um, so, John, over to you. And I will sit back and I will say my piece when I feel it is uh, relevant. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Suzanne. How did you come to be such a well-known personality on Twitter? I don't know, John, really. I'm just an ordinary pleb like you. <laughs> I really don't know. You know, I just say what I see, really, and just post it. And and you've written a book, I understand. Fiction? Sorry? You wrote a book, Fiction, I believe? It is indeed, yes. Um, it's a psychological thriller, basically. Okay, and how's that doing? Uh, it's what? How's it doing? Yeah, well, I don't really know. I wrote it and I don't really sort of look at it that much now, to be honest with you. It's sort of... I've done it and now it's sort of gone. Do you know, it's... Um, it seems like so long ago, what with the COVID and everything, because it came out just sort of pre-COVID... Right. Yeah. So, you know, the publisher was doing some publishing and then it all got sort of lost in the abyss because of the COVID scenario. And then obviously with me speaking out about the vaccines and about, you know, everything else that was going on in Crown World, that they decided to sort of shut it, shut my page down a few times and then my book page. So in the end, I sort of give up sort of... Um, tweeting it out there to be honest with you i thought what's the point yeah yeah okay <laughs> so you what, know what go on ben. i was gonna say that that really pisses me off because people can hold differing opinions people can hold differing views on things and people do all of the time but we've got to this point in society where if you say something that's not part of the prevailing narrative they will come for you. They won't just come for you on the internet, but they'll do like shutting your book down, shutting your pages down. And I don't see how the two things can be connected other than in, in, in the sense that you've said something that is naughty and therefore you must be punished. I just don't get how we've reached this point in society. No, no, it's... Um... Well, do you not it's think, quite sad, isn't it, really? Yeah, do you not think there, there's been a, a massive increase in general censorship of all types, of all types yeah. of yes. different conversations? So if, if, if you're not following what's kind of perceived as, it's not even like the party line, it's like the mainstream opinion. If you deviate yeah. from the mainstream opinion, whether it be on, on, on anything, really, I mean, climate change or... or you know what people want to dress up as, how people want to identify, um, what men and women are. Um, if you if you differ from what's the perceived mainstream opinion, it just seems to be that you're censored. You're attacked. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. I mean, well, basically, you know, you get uh, you get called so many names for having an opinion, um, just because you know someone doesn't like your opinion. You're you're called all these terrible, terrible, vile names. But what I I would say to that is, it doesn't make what you're saying wrong, does it? Well, no, and I would also say that if all that they've got is to attack you as a person, then they've got nothing because they've got no counter to whatever argument it is that you're making. Because if they have, if their comeback, their retort to an honest, salient, intelligent point is, well, you're bad. What, what does that actually say? It just says, well, I can't actually answer what you're saying. So therefore you must be taken down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it is a sad state of affairs, really, that people can't just no. stay, you know, have an opinion and, and talk about it or have a debate about it. Straight away, people sort of go for the throat, don't they? Yeah. But I mean, you've you've come onto our channel, and you know what? Me and John, we sit we sit very differently um, on a lot of issues, and we sit very differently political. He's my best bloody friend, right? Because I understand that what political. Um, what political ideology that you subscribe to does not make you as a person and it never has done and it never will do. Um, and I think John understands the same thing because uh, he, well, he just uses me for my disability card and things like that. So we no, can get free no. parking. Well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Skip the queues at theme parks. Let, but... <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, I've been to one theme park, two theme parks with you, two. Right? You had a great, you had a great time both times though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, once. No, we went to Disneyland. We um, went to Disneyland and we went to Alton Towers. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, so coming back to something that I I just can't get my head around because I'm quite old. You may have gathered that. Okay. You know that old. Six. But growing up, right? Growing up, the left was the party of free speech. The left mm -hmm. were the rebels. The left were the anti-government establishment. The left were the protesters. The left were the ones that do your own thing. You know, Timothy Leary, chill out, baby. You know, let love, love and let live. You know, what happened? <laughs> what happened to the left? Because the left's not that anymore. No, the left is not that anymore. I, I don't know what's happened, to be honest with you. It's all gone mental, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, the left seems to be the party now, or the people, that say, no, you can't talk about that because that's not right. You just you, you can't have a different opinion. You know, we don't want to listen to your opinion. Our opinion's right. And to me, that was always the strong conservatives that were like that. You know, I'm well, not going to listen to you because you're well, wrong. Wasn't it, the wasn't it the strong conservatives that used to say, you know, video game violence will cause this, that and the other? And, yeah. and now this is the left. This is, well, I say the left because I'm hesitant to say the left because, you know, the left that John just described is the left that I always thought that I was. And what I see now as the left or what calls itself the left is an absolute perversion, bastardization, subversion of everything that I thought that it stood for. And then when you look over at what are calling themselves the mainstream centre-right, they seem to be subscribing to that ideology. So the question is this, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i pose it to you, Suzanne, uh, because you are a writer and you do have a little bit of your finger on the pulse of society and you do a lot of analysing. 
Is it us that have changed or is it the Overton window has shifted and really what used to be the left is still the left. It's just been it's that the categories have moved and so we're stuck on the right. I don't know. I don't know, Ben, what's going on, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't really get into politics or know nothing about politics, to be honest with you, until I listened to George Galloway one one evening during the lockdown. Oh, Georgie, <laughs> and then after that, he got me all fired up and I was going a, back. Oh, what's that man done to me? <laughs> that's a dangerous game. Um, Less than to you know, George Galloway. <laughs> well, yeah, do you know what? It, it's like, it's very, very informative. And especially when he talks about like the Middle East and that, he's very knowledgeable on 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 certain things, you know. And but there's a lot of his stuff I don't agree with. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. But you know, he's very. Uh, as I can say, I can see some of you know what he's saying is is right, you know. And he and he and he calls it out, and I and I like that, you know. I like people that that are straight to the point. It's do, you, all this. Do, you, do you like Andrew Tate? Do I like him? Yeah. I don't know him. No, but I mean, do you like what how he puts himself across and the things he says? Well, to be honest with you, I've never, ever listened to Andrew Tate, okay. to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know who he is. How old is he? Is he... He's got yeah, to be in his 40s, right? Yeah, see, well, I'm 50, so, you know, it's not really often that I'd listen to someone like him, to be quite fair with you, do you know? Yeah. But I do know who, you know, I've heard some things about him, I've seen some tweets about him. I thought it was odd that when he got released um, from prison the other day, on the, on the say, I think it was the 31st of March, Is this the whole 2023, Matrix? was the same day The Matrix was released. <laughs> it was, yeah. The yeah. same day, and he always talks about the Matrix, doesn't yeah. he? So yeah, I thought right. that was yeah. quite bizarre. Well, let's just examine that for a little bit, because you know what? These coincidences aren't that rare. It's like no. when you're in a room of something like 20 people, the chances of someone sharing a birthday with you are incredibly high. Not down to the year, but the day and month. Right, yeah. actually, much much higher than than you'd think. So these coincidences coincidences don't really. I I, I firmly believe they're just coincidences. I don't think people are planning. Nobody's sitting there going, "Oh, look, the Matrix was released. We'll release Andrew Tate on the same day as the Matrix was released." I mean, these guys are sitting well, in Romania. They don't have a clue. But that depends what you believe in in how the world is run. Well, first of all, you'd have to believe that the world is run, because well, yeah, obviously, judging by what's going on in the world just now, it's not being run by any one group or person because it's it's pulling in a multitude of different directions. It is. It's it's scary, isn't it? There's so many distractions going on at the moment. You've got Trump. You've got ULEZ. You've got. Everything, you know, what else have we got going on? Um, well, what, what are the distractions from? From I think it's from the vaccine, isn't it? But everyone's, you know, all this stuff's coming I out. I don't really want to go down this route on the platform that we're on, 
right? No, but that's what I think it's down to. Well, take that out of the equation, right? Because people are always saying it's a distraction. I mean, I've said it. I've said it's a distraction. And actually, when I start thinking about it, I'm thinking... What's it? What? What am I being distracted from? And and to be honest, I don't think we're being distracted from anything. I well, think, I don't I think. think it's, let me let me disagree here because no, no, that, that's you fine. see, you see legislation being pushed day in day out through mm-hmm. not just our parliament but parliaments and governments all around the world, right? Yeah. And this legislation, they want it to pass through quietly because they know there are little tidbits in there that slowly take away more and more of your rights, yeah. more and more of your freedoms. And I think that's where your major distractions probably are because exactly we've just seen a bill being passed that would put you in jail and a $25,000 fine, I believe, somebody can fact check me, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, for protesting drag queen story time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so this is no. what I mean. They're pushing all these laws through where all this chaos is going on and people are... But chaos is know, always going on. There's always something going on. There's always something yeah, chaos. I think that's, what, that's why we're seeing a lot of it. And also, you know... It might have something to do with the year as well. I mean, it's 2023. It's a year of the skull and crossbones. It's a year of order out of chaos. Um, you know, when you've got... I, 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 I am not convinced by this. <laughs> You're not? I don't know how numbers and things can make any difference to how people live their lives. Well, it's not just, it's not us people, it's people that are sort of involved in, in that industry, really. What uh, it's people in the main stage, these numbers don't revolve around us personally. Okay, but, but then we're back to, then we're back to, we've got to, are you assuming that there is a, a secretive cabal running the world? Do you think there is? No, I don't think there is actually. I don't, I don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think there's anything secretive about it. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think people in the positions of power are doing their best to to do the two aims of government, and I think that's all there is to it. You know, control the population and feather their own nest. I don't think they're interested. They're not really interested in in cutting the population as such because I know they talk about it, right? But you can't cut the population because the population make their money. So you can't cut it down to five hundred million because that wouldn't make them enough money, and they wouldn't be able to live in the style to which they're accustomed, and they wouldn't have the servitude and the slaves, you know, kowtowing to them like they have just now. So I don't think these people are really trying to do anything like that. I think they're just trying to fill their own nest and make as much money as they can. Well, I think they've got as much money. I mean, isn't Rishi Sunak married to a does, billionaire? Does that matter? Does, I mean, no. Yeah, if you but think it's not about money. It, it's it's power, and so it's it's yeah, um, yeah. basically power. it's control uh-huh. they want over us. It's the control. Yeah, they want we, to control I the population. I think we can all agree there. Yeah. I think we can all agree there. And 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 that's what what worries me is that you know I can understand people, you know, when they when the COVID come out being scared. I mean. Of course, people are going to be scared. I, I can understand people that they was that scared that they probably went and got a vaccine. Well, forget forget the COVID, right? Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to what twenty two thousand and nine. Let's go back two thousand and nine, right? Right. And and um, we had uh, males or SARS CoV one, right? Yep. Okay. And um, people were scared then. 
people were panicking. People were quarantining themselves if they were ill. And they were being told to quarantine themselves if they were ill. But nobody took any ridiculous measures that were subsequently taken on future pandemics. So we've always had these things. I mean, look at Hong Kong flu. I mean, Hong Kong flu killed killed millions of people. And I was in Hong Kong and I didn't even know it happened. I was in Hong Kong and I didn't even know it happened. Do you remember when one of the symptoms was that you didn't have a symptom? You'd got <laughs> yeah. I really, I really, I really don't, I really don't want to go down. I don't want to concentrate and cover it at all because you know what? No. If you're talking about distractions, I think it's one of the biggest distractions going because I think it's just a respiratory disease in which the whole world took their lead from. Well, yeah. from, from people falling over in China and from people being videoed falling over in China and the Chinese taking extraordinary measures to control something mm. that you cannot control. And I think the whole world took the lead from that, except for one or two countries. And, but and I don't know why people were so quick to give up their... Give up their uh, freedom and and know, and think I that they knew that the government knew what was good for their health. I mean, because I people do it all the time. time to play. People do uh, it all the time. When it I comes know, but this is what I'm saying. It's an eye opener, isn't it? That people followed that that. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, can, I can tell you exactly why they followed that path, because we had this thing called the Behavioural Insights Team, also known yes. as the Nudge Unit, yeah. and they were tasked with scaring the living shit out of you, me, and everybody else to force us to comply, because, you know, fear's a hell of a drug, and it is. Yeah. It's a hell of, of a is. drug. Well, I, I mean, and, and look, look what they do. Look what they do, right? And you just think, think about drunk driving, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, everybody used to do it. <laughs> everybody did it. Everybody drunk drive. And drunk it, drive. it wasn't or, or drunk drove drunk, right? Everybody did it, right? And then they started to think, well, what we'll do is we'll tell people that it's really bad and it's really and as and, and here we go because they'll now get, oh, he's saying it's okay to drink drive. No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is <laughs> when you turn a population against something that everybody used to do and demonise it, you then can put in laws to stop it and make it harder and harder and harder. And now you can't drink at all and drive. Right. I think you can have a certain unit. Uh, try doing that in Scotland right, and you'd be struggling, right? You can't in Scotland. Scotland's effectively like the rest of Europe, a zero limit, right? Well, I don't drink, so you guys, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't. Have you guys yeah, down. But the thing is... No, just John. So the, the, <laughs> thing, the thing is, right, there is, there is sound evidence and tests that show that people that have had one or two pints actually drive better. Because they're aware of what they've done, and they're concentrating more, and, and they they're actually, more alert. They have, yeah, they are more alert because although their the reactions are slightly dulled, they're more than made up for it for the level of concentration, right? Mm. Interesting. But but what you've yeah. done is you've demonised a whole thing, and the population turned against it. And now, if you are a drink driver, right? You are one of the worst people on this earth and fit to be demonised. Now, they're trying to do the same thing for speeding. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but everybody 
speeds generally. All, all I will say is I like driving my car uh, uh, definitely, <laughs> absolutely, 100% on the speed limit. But now, now they're getting I to the point. I don't drive. That, I've not driven for about 18 years. But now you're getting to the point, if you get caught speeding, you're demonised and you're hit with massive fines once you start getting above even quite minor amounts over the speed limit. Yeah. Mm. So it's it, not pleasurable it, driving in London. It's horrible. Yeah, well, oh, I no, I hate that. it. I hate you know, passion. It's quicker to go from A to B getting a bus, to be honest with you. The time you yeah. get in your car, you spend more time in traffic than you do going anywhere. My God, every time I drove in to cover protests, I would have to give myself an extra hour on top of my journey time just to get into Westminster. It was... Yeah. It was a nightmare every time. And so I vowed never to drive into London again. In fact, I'm coming into London for an hour or two uh, next month. Uh, and I could have had my wife drop me off at the, at the train station because I'm going from St Pancras out to France. But I just opted to get the train on my scooter and just ride the underground because it's just easier. It is. Yeah, it's 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 just not pleasurable at all. It's uh, It's so stressful. And I think... You know, when I did used to drive, from getting to A to B, I used to be so stressed out by the time I got out of my car. It was a horrible start to the day, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then the day just gets worse, doesn't it? You know, you have a bad experience or you get a cyclist pull out in front of you and, oh, it's just like, it's, you know, it's just like a, a stressful experience. And well, I just think, why do we about, put ourselves through that? Let's talk about <laughs> cyclists, right? Because... Jeremy Vine seems to be on a one-man quest to alienate, <laughs> um, alienate everybody. He, he, he floats about on. What? What, what is he? What is he ride about? <laughs> he's he's got a bicycle. Yeah. Right. He goes about. What's it called? I don't know. I've no idea. He only had one wheel on it. Oh, Penny Farthing DW says. Oh, he's got one, but I don't think. That's what he drives. No, he doesn't drive around on that all the time. He's only nah, got one, but that's <laughs> it would be very difficult. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. You, you, uh, these things don't have any brakes. Penny Farthing's the well, as you can see by the one that ran into the van. But, um, they haven't got any brakes on them. <laughs> no, you, you, you slow them down by not pedaling. <laughs> You know, yeah, the pedals are just much, connected. Yeah. The pedals are just connected directly to the big front wheel, so they're really hard to start, and then they're really hard to stop. So yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not a sensible mode of transport. The whole reason behind the big front wheel was it didn't have any gears, so it let them go faster than if it had a smaller wheel, because the bigger the wheel, D the faster. DW. The go. <laughs> DW in the chat says he does ride it occasionally. So he oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got one, but I, yeah, like I thought it. he did. I thought I saw a few posts with him he flying around on. <laughs> he doesn't commute on it, you know. But he's, I would be. Apart from that, I mean, what he's trying to do is he's trying to demonise every single car user that crosses his path. Yeah. You know, and he demonises them, does he? Well, yeah, of course he does. Yeah, oh, he hates he films car them, users. He films he them, he shouts at them, them, and then he gives them. He gives some sage advice. Oh, don't do that again. Are you going to say sorry? And and if I mean, if he said that to me, I'd I, well, I don't know what I'd do. I really don't. <laughs> I'd be I gassed. used to make up an acronym for them people on bikes, but I won't tell you what it was. <laughs> well, there's quite a few. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, with you becoming a, a bit of a, a prominent uh, a prominent person on the internet, so to speak. Um, I wouldn't say that. I'm just well, like, you know, I'm just an ordinary pleb. Yeah, but like you guys, like me, yeah. like everybody. But um, but but my point is, we're not going to give airtime to what has happened today or the people. But I, I've noticed a lot of anonymous trolls saying the most vile and disgusting things to you today, right? But not just to you, but um, because I've been through this myself, and I, it's it's like a pattern. It's like a coordinated, targeted attack. Uh, where they find a victim, they find a target, and they go. No, there's and what a pilot. gets me, but what yeah. gets me about this is they say some of the stuff I have since said to you today should not be said to anybody. First of all, but they think they're the good guys. Mm-hmm. They say all this disgusting stuff, and they genuinely think they are being virtuous. And I've, you know, people are going to hate on me for saying this, but I kind of agree with Jordan Peterson in a way that he says that we've got to stop this allowance of anonymity. And when people can get away with doing things like this, and, you know, I'll give you another example. Another creator that I follow by the name of Carl Benjamin has today been called relentlessly a paedophile just over and over again because of statements he was alleged to have made. And actually, the truth of the matter is somebody took four clips from four different videos, stitched them together, created a fake statement. Right. Why do people do that shit? Do you know? It's not nice, is it? They've got too much time on their hands, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, but my question is this, do you think it might be time to, if people are doing this sort of thing and making these sorts of, I would say, actionable claims and actionable statements, anonymity should be lifted on them. And I'm, I'm struggling because I'm a freedom lover, but I'm thinking at some point there's got to be a line. So, so now you're saying, or are you saying you should be registered before you can make statements? I, I, no, I'm conflicted. And this is why I want to have this discussion with both of you, because I'm conflicted, because people should not be allowed to say and accuse and make some libelous, actionable statements against people. Well, they are. Without, well, s- some, some people are. Well, some people no, are. they're not. Well, generally, they're not. If they make a libelous or defamatory statement, you have the option to take them to court. Yeah, but if you don't know who they are, how are you able to do that? But you you can do that because you can you can uh, get the records from the the relevant internet companies and whatever, and you can track them down. Or the police can do that. No, see, or or yeah. right, or the alternative is you can't go on the internet unless you're identified. That's the alternative. Which, um, it's either well, I'm not, you either get all. Or you get nothing because there's no middle ground here. No. There's no middle ground. At the end of the day. It's all or nothing. My question question is, do we just accept this? Yeah, sticks and stones can break my bones. You can call me a cunt if you want. Well, exactly. I mean, Right? And you know what? If I don't want to hear them, I block them. Or I mute them, right? Okay. It's entirely up to them. If they want to go down that route, that's fine. Because I'm not going to sue them, right? I don't have the money. 
because I can't afford to lose, right? Yeah. I, I'm not a rich person. In fact, I'm a very poor person, and should you wish to support us, <laughs> you know how to go about it. Oh. But, but the thing is, it's all or nothing, and I don't want my right to say what I want to say to be taken away from me, so I'm prepared to put up with shit from these trolls. Yeah, okay, I, I, I mean, I mean, like, there's good and bad in everyone, isn't there? You know, I'm not, the, I'm the not anti anything. I mean, yeah, I've been most of the time live and let live, but yeah, well, Ben's you know, right. people, the Ben's right because the difference is you're not sitting down a pub and you're not having to face someone when you say the mm. bad things about them. That's the difference because you're sitting yes. there and you're saying these bad things and you're going, eh, eh, eh. I'm sitting in my basement, you know, in my underpants. They wouldn't say it to your face. They wouldn't say it to your face. They wouldn't. No. They, and that's the difference. At the end but, of the day, they hide behind anonymity yeah. because they're cowards. All of us put our faces out there. We that's right. out there. And we put our, we put our, we, you know, we put our stamp on what we say. And there's nothing that I wouldn't say on Twitter or on this show or any of these shows that I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Like I think that everybody that does this and what they've done to you today is a fucking coward. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end, and as I said, look, uh, you know, when I post things, I don't post them. I, if I wanted to say something, then I would have said it. You know, but there was nowhere in that post where I mentioned man or I mentioned tr the word trans. So moving on from there, I've got nothing else to say on that subject because that was just literally out of nowhere. And I've well, seen some terrible posts on people Twitter. People made things up. And they well, I've seen some terrible posts on Twitter about um, trans people. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen them get a pile on. No, um... I think, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, because you are linked with, um, in their minds, in the minds of the people doing this, because you are linked with another evil movement, you know, the anti-whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Which yeah, don't, is, say don't say it. The, the anti-VAX, shall oh, right. I right? You're fair game to them. Right? Of course. And and I think that that might be a little bit more of a catalyst. They go, oh, we got her now, we got her now, and so oh, uh, pathetic, isn't it? God, do you know? They need to go bake cakes like me and <laughs> be happy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This evening, this evening, I fried a ribeye steak up to medium rare, basted in butter. Third night in a row, I've eaten steak. Uh, basted in butter with a with a slow baked potato, and then what I did was I took some chicken thighs, uh, filleted the chicken thighs, and fried them in the butter basting that I'd done from the uh, from the steak, and had them as accompaniment. Oh, they should just learn to cook because cooking is just oh, it's key. Do you know I put on when I'm around the house? Do you know I put on some like nice mellow music like meditation music or something and i'm cooking away and i'm just happy doing what i'm doing and it's so therapeutic you know sometimes you know twitter is toxic it always has been oh yeah but you know i think you've got to step away from it for a while and and, and not absorb it too much you know look see what's going on but don't absorb it but i think people get a bit too how can i say like um they get too involved and and they seem to take sometimes people take it out on the wrong people 
uh, which I, is like their own people sometimes even. Well, and it's not... Yeah. I, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be looking at... It should be the people that are in charge that people should be looking at to be angry with, do you know? Well, the problem is the people that are in charge are you and me and Ben. Well, yes, we, we know that, but, but I meant the ones in the government. No, no, we're still in charge of the government, but we we're, don't... I know we, we are. If I may finish... We're in charge, but we don't exercise our right. That's the problem. No, no, we don't. And, that, and, and that's it's, the it's basic like I said about the marches and so forth. I mean, who's in Parliament on a Saturday? Well, exactly. Did you go on any of the marches? Yeah, I've been on a few. Because well, I went yeah, on loads see, of them and I streamed on yeah, loads of them. Right. So this, this to me is a whole difference between France and the UK. <laughs> Because once France gets triggered, they just go every day. Mm. Do you know what? And they cause I mean, maximum disruption all day, every day. Now, and join me on Monday. When, to, well, when you go Monday, but join me on the 9th of May yeah. in Central Paris as I stream it live. When you go on an <laughs> organised and authorised march, regardless of how many people you are, right? You've been organised and authorised to do it. Right. Well, exactly. These big marches in London were coordinated with yeah, the police. They were coordinated and they were authorised. The routes were pre-arranged. They were pre-authorised. Well, of course um, they were. I mean, because all the bollards and stuff like that were already put out and people were marching away from where they should be. You know, at first you thought it was a good idea because you thought that it was going to get some light traction on the mainstream media, but that never happened, did it? Grandy out, that's all it was for you. And I'm not knocking you, right? I'm not knocking you for doing it, but it was basically a grandy out and it made it you feel good and it brought but up the I oil. agree. But, I agree. But what I would say is just stop oil made a bigger difference for their cause than any of the marches that were done during the, the restrictions. But aren't they funded by an oil tycoon yeah, billionaire? It doesn't matter. There was all. <laughs> They don't need any funding. If you get 10 people sitting in a motorway and bringing a motorway to a halt, you don't need any funding to do that, right? No. You had a million no. people in London and caused no disruption in real terms. You know, you, you inconvenienced a couple of people who were maybe trying to get to the work on a Saturday. Maybe Vaughn couldn't get to his server farm or whatever, right? So you inconvenienced a few, but... Ten people had just stopped oil, they bring a motorway to halt, they made a big difference. And they did it week after week after week and day after yeah. day. And and yeah, they go to court and they get flung out. So yeah, well, it's not I'm not saying it's right. Prison. Sorry? Well yeah, okay. Well they were remanded. They didn't get imprisoned. Most of them did get discharged. Most yeah. of them didn't have to serve a sentence. So, well, but because so are, are they a political arm, and is yeah, that why? Possibly. Well, possibly. there you go then. <laughs> but, but that doesn't matter. That never stopped any of us doing what they did. We just didn't do it because that's not the kind of people we are. We don't exercise no. the rights and we don't go out and we don't take what we want by force. Well, put it this way. I'm going to make a direct, um, I'm going to make a direct comparison to my feelings towards a couple of situations. So, first of all, I used to go and stream at these London protests all of the time. I was there. I was streaming. I'd be rocking around on my mobility scooter um, and I felt relatively safe. 
the entire time. I felt mm -hmm. relatively safe because I knew that the police were there to facilitate the march for the most part. I mean, the first couple, the police did get very handsy and attack some people. I saw that. I recorded that. But for the most part, the police left the marches alone and it was pre-authorized and pre-arranged. Now, when I go into central Paris on the 9th of May, I'm taking a riot helmet. I'm taking a gas mask because I think I'm going to get tear gassed and I'm terrified. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, that's a nice day out in Paris, isn't it? You know, like I have an actual, I, I have an actual Paris tour guide taking me around so that I know where to go and how to get that's, out and stuff like that. Me, I could see. you imagine if someone that's... come back after fifty years being dead and they just landed in Paris? <laughs> you think, what the hell? <laughs> well, they, they might not know it's much difference because the student riots were around about the seventies and the. Paris, the gendarmes. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's all trash, isn't it? I mean, yeah, what have they done today yeah, over there? They were doing the same thing in the 70s. They do it all the time in Paris. There's always a riot But you've got to give it to the French. I mean, they've been out every day for the last three years, more or less, haven't they? Yep. And uh, yeah, and I think it's time, you know, I, I come out of protest streaming retirement for one day only you just know to what? cover them and show them off properly. If you go on a protest and you feel safe, you're not on a protest. I, I'm terrified at the idea of going into central Paris and, and joining up. Well, I say joining a protest, covering a protest, because I know what I know the situations I've seen. This, we've all seen the situations. We've all seen the police randomly attacking people and putting people down. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they are worthy of, of my camera. So I, I'm going to go and I'm going to see. I think on. the problem, the, the problem all comes back to and and somebody's just said it. Yeah, Vaughn said it, right? The problem all comes back to the system that we're operating in just now, the political party system, because it doesn't matter what party you vote for, they've not got your interest in heart. Because the well, entire system... Well, the same coin. Yeah, but the entire system is broken. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Well, this is the thing, John, you're right, that it is broken, but, you know... <laughs> they need to be get you know they need to be got out of there lively don't they i mean like yeah but they're the not working is, for us anymore the they're not working that you can't change a system by voting yeah. for it because if you look if history tells us anything every time we change a system something has to be done and yes. i'm not going to say what that thing is i know exactly what you're that saying thing has to be done does. But, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take for people to, you know, be a bit French, should I say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it, will it will it come down to the wire where people realise that they can't eat their own money when they're starving? Well, this when is, it's all this too is, late. See, that's that is the whole... Very... Uh, sorry, Ben, on you go. I was going to say, that, that, that phrase... It was the point I made right at the beginning of the lockdowns, right? When they started handing out money and things started disappearing from the shelves. I was like, great, people are getting money, but do they not realise that if you can't go into the shop and buy bread, you can't go into the shop and buy pasta or milk or stuff like that, you can't eat the money. Exactly. You can't eat the money. It's so the same with gold and silver. People say, buy gold, buy silver. What are you going to give them, a big gold bar for a bag of crisp or something? I mean, you, you know what you need? How do you divide that up for shopping or uh, food or, or bantering or bargaining with people? I'll tell you I what mean, you need to buy. You need to buy lead and steel. Well... I'm starting to grow my own vegetables. I think that's a that's a good start for me. <laughs> I think I think you're right. You know, uh, yes, yeah, you know, steel, right? 
and buy lead. <laughs> buy <laughs> What? <laughs> Oh, don't post that on Twitter, Jesus. <laughs> just, just, don't know, yeah. you didn't, you, you didn't see nothing. That's a, you didn't see nothing. Uh, uh, Adam asks in the chat, what veggies are you growing? I'm growing um, two different types of tomato, a red one and a yellow one. I don't know what they're called, so... Take that as you will. <laughs> um, well, uh, spring well, onion, uh, coriander. Hold on, hold on, I need to pull you up there. Because they're fruits. What, tomatoes? Yes. Yes, they are fruits. But in the land of vegetables, for, for, for the sake of this. So I'm going them. Oh, beetroot. And the beetroot, when they come through, they're like a really lovely colour, like purpley red. Coming through the little shoots and they look really good, but I've never grown anything before. I mean, even flowers, I sort of have trouble with growing them. I don't, I don't know why, but lately I thought, no, I'm going to give it a go. And I bought these vegetables and I started them off. And then my daughter came in to me and she said, Mum, Mum, quick. And I thought there was an ant, the house was on fire or something. And then she said, Look, your vegetables are growing. And they was all coming through. And it was like, Oh, it's so nice to see. I think I've got the bug now. So I bought myself a great big seven-foot tub for my garden, and I need to get two. And they're like 240 by 80 by 77. So I'm going to fill all that, make it all organic, and then grow all my vegetables and then make cakes from them. There you go. Yeah, even the dog's dead. Did you hear him? Hey, he great. just barked. Yeah. <laughs> You, 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 he loves a bit of cake. <laughs> I mean, I, I am technically a carnivore, pretty much. I, you know, I eat the occasional potato and I eat the occasional pasta and stuff like that. But otherwise, I really just consume meat. So, uh, when Sorry, it comes down... I'm having a fight with him at the moment. He's like, he gets really, he gets really jealous. If, you're t if I'm talking to someone, he don't like it. Look, hello. Beautiful. Yes, he is. He's beautiful. Hello, Bailey. <laughs> Andrew said, and red spring onions survived the winter. Yeah, growing potatoes is easy. So yeah, I've not got, I've not done potatoes yet, but I'm waiting till I get my the tub put in. I'm going to work on that first, and then I'm going to put all them vegetables in that I've done already. And then I, oh, I bought um, a blackberry tree and also um, a raspberry bush and a, uh, some strawberries. So they go nice when I make my strawberry things and I can use them so let's talk about you for a minute shall we let's let's talk about you for a minute because um you have written a book what led you to write a book what what led you to write your book I can't hear you John speak for me bring the mic closer okay I said yeah. um what led you to write your book well, oh right um well, it was quite weird, really. I, I performed, um, I, I had to write a play for when I was at a, an acting theatre called Anna Schurz right. in London. And um, I performed this play. It was a short play I had to do. And uh, and I forgot about it. And then I was, I was decorating my room or something I was decorating. And I pulled this drawer out and the script was in there. And uh, I was reading through it. And I just thought, oh, that might be quite good as a short film. You know, because it had the sort of the mate, like the 
the basics of, of a good going somewhere, you know. So I started writing it as a short film and it ended up like as a feature film. You know, it was like um, I wrote a lot of pages and uh, so I made the trailer for it. I went and directed and produced that myself and I and I got all the outfits. I've done wardrobe, I've done catering. Um, I used the council's offices for police scenes and, and so forth. So I've done that and then... Um, uh, my mum went into hospital and she wasn't well and basically she was um she didn't make it they the nhs murdered her basically for medical negligence uh which was a bit of a shock you know for, for but we had a something going on for like five years with the nhs to, to they finally sort of um uh, you know, admitted it, and I won. Um, but, you know, that doesn't help the situation. It wasn't going to bring my mum back. But she was an avid reader. She used to help in um, my school, teaching, you know, kids to read. So, and she always used to sort of give me books when I was growing up to read. And she used to read a lot of Catherine Cookson books, um, uh, Patricia Cornwell. Um, who's the other one? The other blonde one, and I can't think. Oh, anyway, I've got her on my shelf out there, and I can't think of her name. It's gone completely out of my head. But um, yeah, so I, I decided to write it as a book. Um, it took me two years to write it, but um, I've done it as a book instead, and I dedicated it to my mum. So um, it was just something I, I did. I just changed direction. But then after that, um, obviously, me writing the script before I wrote the book. I literally had to rewrite the whole script again because I've changed so much in the book. <laughs> so I literally done it again. And and I I just finished it. And then uh, I had uh, damp in my kitchen and, uh, and the um, skirting was loose and I had some washing and I literally just shut down my computer and I tripped and fell and literally broke my wrist and uh, dislocated it and had to have a plate and screws fitted in it while I... But I'm glad I've got it finished, you know, the the, the script. Yeah. Just... <laughs> have you done the movie? Are you going to do the movie? I haven't. I was going to do the movie, but do you know what? I, with everything that's going on, I couldn't be bothered, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I sort of... Um, it's been a bit of an eye-opener film industry for me, and it's not a route I really want to go down, to be quite fair with you. I wouldn't mind that, you know, if someone wanted to make it, then that's fine, but I don't think I'd bother making it myself. Now, there's, there's too many, how can I say, if you're going to make it, the powers that be will make sure that you make it, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't really want to... I'm happy... You know, I'm happy that I wrote the book. I'm happy that I dedicated it to my mum. I'm happy that it took me two years, and, I, and, and it was very cathartic writing it. It helped me a lot uh, with my own experiences. But... So how, how much? You know, I just feel like I've moved on from there now. It just seems. Yeah. So, how much experience in the film industry have you had? Well, I used to do. Uh, I used to run acting classes only because uh, for my daughter when she was young and at school, I started them for her just to give her a bit more confidence for adults and children in a in a little uh, hall around where I live. And then I knew a lot, a lot of independent filmmakers, British independent um, mm-hmm. actors. You know, uh, so I, I used to bring casting directors down to the to the class, and they used to sort of cast from there. But I got a casting credit for um, a film called Gatwick Gangsters. Funnily enough, <laughs> um, I casted that film, 
and I did get an IMDb credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did cast a few more, but they, I never got a credit for it. But that, that's the, the thing in the um, in the indie film game. You know, you, yeah. you can uh, help people out, and you don't get it reciprocated. And it's a hard game as well. You know, it's not easy mm-hmm. yeah. um, to, to sort of get into. And plus, you know, the acting world, it's... it's diff- I mean, I say that. I mean, my daughter, she's at college. She's doing uh, performing arts. But she wants to teach acting. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, she wants to be a teacher. She doesn't really want to go down the route of um, Hollywood, thankfully. But... <laughs> I don't know why would at this point. Sorry? I don't know why anybody would want to go down that route at this point. Well, you know, young people, they've got impressionable minds, haven't they? They they don't get told that, you know, the dangers of of these things in the acting industry and and all the bad stuff. They just get told all the good stuff, which... uh, Well, absolutely uh, right. And I'm just going to go to our chat, because Vaughn here makes a good point. He says, John was in a movie, you know. John was in a movie. Was he, John? Yeah. What one? Redcon <laughs> 1. Huh? Redcon 1. <laughs> it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie flick. Oh, was it? Mm. John's, a, John's a biker, aren't you, John? With a skull painted on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Movie's fucking terrible. Oh, it's but it was, an it, awful movie. Yeah. But uh, you guys have I love these are right crackers as well. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't want to make it personally, the film. I'd rather, you know, I think if you make a film, you can only make it once. <coughs> yeah. And I didn't want to make it by an indie film. Do you know, if, I, if I'm going to make it, I'd rather make it properly. Mm-hmm. And it's getting it's getting the time. You know, I was, I'm on my own with my daughter. So it was getting the time. I could never find the right... You know, it was too much happening. Yeah. So yeah. with writing the book, I was able to stay at home and write it, you know, and be and here for my people, daughter at the same time. Huh? Where can people find your book? Oh, probably trashed on Amazon by now, I should think. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely trashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Just search Suzanne's name and you will find yeah, it. Yeah, and it's on, uh, I think it's on... Um, Oh, Barnes and Noble as well. So, oh, oh, international release. Oh, it's it's worldwide actually. It's a worldwide release. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, worldwide. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I tell you what, we 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 are somewhat worldwide as well on our podcast, aren't we? Jeff? Are you really? Where are you Do going out to tonight? Uh, well, right now, nowhere, because we do the podcast uh, separately, but we get a lot of downloads from, like, the United States. We get a lot of downloads from... Uh, Bulgaria. Australia. <laughs> Bulgaria. Big shout out to Bulgaria. <laughs> Big shout out to Bulgaria. Um, we Bulgaria. know you love us. Bulgaria has um, overtaken the United States. It's now second. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird. weird. Yeah, they love strange, us over there. Strange Bulgarians. <laughs> Send us your wine. Bulgarian. <laughs> I've never been to Bulgaria. Neither have I. Me either. <laughs> and I've been to Maybe. some places because I worked for an, on an airline for years. Yeah. Oh, I've wow. had quite a few jobs. Oh wow! Flying around the look at you flying yeah. around the world. Yeah, I left school. I was a lifeguard. Then I was a qualified swimming teacher. 
I've um, swum, but done a lot of swimming. And then um, I own the pub. I own my pub. Yeah. And then um, I work for an airline, and then I, I, I change direction. I've, all, every job I've done, I've sort of changed direction somewhere. I think I get bored and I have to move on. You know, that's the same like with this with the book now. I think because it's been so long, yeah, I, I feel like I need to do something new. You know, it's sort of it's I've done it, and then I don't think about. I don't really read the reviews on on it now. It's there. If people get enjoyment from it, then that's a good thing. Yeah, but if people look at it and and they feel that they're in a, a a terrible relationship and they can identify themselves with one of the characters and then they look at the back to the self help pages or charities or people that they can ring if they're suffering any kind of you know like abuse or anything, then I think that's a good thing, you know. So um, if it helps somebody, then it was worth writing it. That's the way I look at it. Fantastic, fantastic. John, over to you. Uh, so, there are... Come on. Right. Come on, John. <laughs> Come on. There are a lot of people in this... This, um, this space that we kind of operate in just now... All right. That, ...that kind of think everything's a conspiracy theory. Well, they've not been wrong so far, have they, John? Let's be well, honest. <laughs> yeah, but but not everything is a conspiracy theory, is it? I mean, really? Well, it depends how far you want to look into things, doesn't it? I mean, like... I mean, like, there was loads of things that people said were a conspiracy theory. I mean, look at all the stuff that's happening now. People yeah. were shut down and kicked off of Twitter because things were a conspiracy theory when they was right all along. Yeah, I mean, where did you yeah, stop at the work? But we came in. And, and also, look at look at the JFK. That was a conspiracy theory. But look what's come out now about him after what was it, seventy years ago? So what's what's come out? That's changed. When he got killed. Yeah, but I mean, there hasn't been anything definitive come out, has there? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff being, you know, bit out there, isn't well, there? There's been a lot of documentaries about it, and there's been a lot of speculation. But do we have any real hard evidence? That's the thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can read into it what you want. I mean, I just think it's there's a lot of stuff that people that you know that 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 is true that people have overlooked. Mm. And you know that you know it's easy to say, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist." Yeah, the conspiracy theorist has always been right. So, what do you think about? Um... I think that's another word to shut people down as well. I agree. So what do you think? Oh, I agree. Of, well, it is. I mean, it kind of was invented by the CIA, wasn't it? To shut yeah, people down after JFK's assassination. So what about what about um, digital currency? What's your view on that? Digital. Well, I don't think that we should have digital currency. So we shouldn't have Bitcoin. Well, I don't know nothing about Bitcoin, to be honest with you, because I'm skint. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've got I, no Bitcoin. I, I don't have any. But um, I don't know nothing about Dodge, Bitcoin, or anything like that. It's not a subject that I've really sort of been interested in. Yeah. I'm not a, a crypto person or one of them gaming people that go on the internet and play games or look at Bitcoin or crypto or... 
I don't even know what it means. It sounds like something out of Superman, doesn't it? Bitcoins. <laughs> crypto. You know, like <laughs> kryptonite. Just, crypto uh, was actually Superman's dog, wasn't he? That's the name of Superman's dog, is crypto. Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, I don't really... Talk, I, I don't really talk about that because I don't know too much about it, to be honest with you. I just well, talk about enough. what I see going on around me. And that's, what, that's and fair what enough. Do you, what do you see going on around you right now? Probably a lot. You know, like, people are, people are worried, people are scared, and there's people... I think the people that are scared are, are really scared because they know what's coming but they're scared of the people that are not waking up mm -hmm. that might take them down this road like they did COVID. Do you know? Yeah, so what do you think's coming? Well, either there's going to be a mass sort of, I don't know, but let's go France, or people are going to accept it. It's going to go one way or the other. And if people are just going to walk into this, and I think that's what a lot of us people that see, the, you know, that what went on the last three years, should I say, without mentioning the word, that everyone was so quick to jump on the, what the government was saying and, you know, lining up and going and masking up and, and, and doing everything. But yeah. I think these people, people now, like us, you know, people that haven't had the vaccine are thinking they're going to be the same thing when it comes to, like, you, Les, locking people down and, you know, and, and, unless they sort be... of wake up and smell the coffee. But I, I don't know if they want to wake up, these people. Well, there seems to be quite an upsurging um, activity against you, Les, doesn't there? Which is good. It's yeah. positive. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, on the cables, or the cameras. I mean, it's another con, isn't it? You know, let's drive into London, and it's going to cost you twelve quid to breathe the same air that you breathed about two seconds a minute ago before you went went into. <laughs> you know, like it's cleaner. You know, and people think like, oh yeah, we pay twelve pound because the air's cleaner. No, it's not cleaner. No, it's not. It's just the the mayor's twelve quid richer. Exactly. You know, but how long are people going to put up with that? Are people going to comply? Are they going to pay the fines? Or are we going to see a new poll tax sort of riot I thing? We, I, I hoped that we would see that at any point within the last three years and not being specific. But I hoped that people would... I'm, I'm remiss to use the term wake up, right? But I, I think that they should have turned around and at least asked questions that's all i ever wanted of people because i always said to people on my videos or out on my streams all you've got to do here boys and girls is use your fucking eyes right look around and tell me if what you're seeing in the streets matches up with what you're telling you on the tv no it doesn't you know it to so start asking some goddamn questions but exactly what do you think about all the people um on on or all the presenters on TV and radio that have now re-educated themselves and are singing a completely different tune to what they sang at the beginning mm. of this. I'll tell you what I think, John. I don't follow them. Yeah. I don't even comment. I don't... You know, I see, I see what they are. I see what they've done. Mm -hmm. And I see people, you know, we all have a little dig now and again and say, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But that's it. Then I, then I, then I don't even have. I don't give them a second thought. 
they don't come into my, how can I say, my, um, my headspace. I know, I know personally that, well, not personally, but I know in my opinion that these people are put in front of us and they're paid to read from a script. Mm -hmm. So why would I follow someone and listen to someone that's paid to sit there to tell me what someone else has told them to say? Yeah, Mm. okay. Uh, I understand that, but my worry is that if you do not hold these people to task at all, right, then... All it does is enable them to continue their their program of of disinformation yeah, it can, to the masses. And, and yeah, then if the people masses, want to sit there and listen to that drivel, then that's on them. I mean, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, but then, but then you can't change anything if people if you're going to let. But they're not going to change anything if they're paid to say that. Then people are there to dis- Then people are there just to not give you any answers. Yeah, they're no, there to I, just. I'm not. What I'm saying is, if you don't hold those people to task and continue ask, ask them questions to continue, to continue getting into them, right? Then other people won't pick up that baton. They'll just sit there, absorb the information, and become automatons. So the thing is, I mean, in my view, at least what we're trying to do is, is try and bring the the attention to people that. It's maybe not quite everything that's said by the BBC or GB News or Talk Radio or JHB or or Iron Mike or whatever. I mean, Iron Mike for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I haven't bought I haven't bought a newspaper for probably thirty years, and I've not watched the mainstream news for the probably amount at the same time. To be honest with you, yeah, um, that's probably the best way to live. To be honest, it is. Yeah, it is. is. Watch, is. but don't absorb. This is what I say to everybody. I mean, everyone gets a bit irate. We all get angry. We're all angry. I know. I feel people's frustration. I really do. I can feel it like it's coming through the screen at me sometimes. I know people are upset and angry, but the trick is not to absorb all the time. You know, you've got to take yourself out and, as I say, go and do something and live your life. Because otherwise, politics, you're never, you know, all it is is people both having an opinion yeah. on, on That's something. That's why our second channel exists. Our second channel exists because we want to show people a bit of real life, you know, be it travelling, be it... Do you know what I'd like to do, Ben? Stuff like that. Do you know what people need to do? What I'd like to do is get back out on the street. No one asks questions. We always see these polls, don't we? And these oh, polls I want to so- do that stuff. Yeah, these polls are so fake, and they're always government-run or run. So you get, but wouldn't it be good if you went out and just asked, like, say, like twenty people one specific question? Absolutely, and there's stuff I just got answers from them twenty people or whatever, and then or or maybe a few more in a day. At least you'll see, like, you're getting. Why haven't you done that? Huh? If you want to do that, why haven't you done it? Who me? Yeah. Oh. I ain't had the time, but I'd like to. But one, I haven't got a cameraman. He's he's uh, he's off somewhere. He's oh, working I mean, now. He's doing that. If you if you take Anna's advice, you can just use your phone. Yeah, I know. I could do, but when I finish baking my cakes and and doing my garden, I've not got no time there. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a bit of a, to be fair, I think that's a bit of a cop out because if you really wanted to do it, I think you can no, make the time. I, I, I would do it. You know, if someone wanted to do it with me, I would do it. But um, it's just that, you know, it's that, 
I'd rather I'll do it than someone else. Then. I'll set you yeah? a task. Yeah, I'll, I'll set you a task. If Challenge you, you want to do it, go and do it. Speak with us in private after this. We'll we'll work out what you want to do, and we'll feature the video in one of our shows. Right. Okay. Okay. How's that? I'll have to dig my camera out. There we go. There you go. There you go. Challenge. No, I just think, no, it's true, isn't it? Because, come on, everyone everyone in here listening to us tonight, you must admit, like, when you see these polls, you think, who the fucking hell's answered that? Because I've never once been asked to take part in a poll. Never once, have you? Yeah, but if you look at at the numbers in the polls, they're they're minuscule, they're tiny. I mean, these YouGov polls are like 1,000 people. Two thousand people. I mean, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I've just I've just seen something in the chat. Robin says you can film Ben legging it in France. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it would With be his gas mask on or off. It would actually be driving around on my mobility scooter at four mile an hour trying to get away. Just go. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Actually, actually, Ben, your your challenge will just put it out to everyone. If you want to go out there and do some polls, and, you know, as long as the questions are suitable for YouTube, we'll put them on the show. Oh, there you go. We'll put them on the show. So you go ahead and film film your questions, and we'll put them on the show. Adam yeah. says I'm impossible to keep up with. Adam's been out on protests with me before. Adam, I, I've got a max speed of four mile an hour. If you're not keeping up with that, yeah, I can't help you. Yeah, but remember when Adam was chasing you around on the on the scooter, <laughs> he was a vegetarian at that point. He was, yeah, he was a vegetarian. Soy um, boy. So, <laughs> but we've talked him out of that. That's one of my proudest achievements. I've talked him out of his vegetarianism, and we've um, kept him away from the from Islam by making sure he eats bacon. <laughs> I ain't saying um, nothing because if I say anything, I'm going to be called whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying nothing as well, just oh dear. Not that I care, but there you go. I don't really care anyway, but that, that's I, it. I, I, you know what? I, I always, you watch some of the shows, Suzanne. You know I call anybody's got a bloody spaghetti monster. That's what I do. Um, I, 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 am, <laughs> I am an equal opportunity religion uh, denier, shall we say. Um, I'm, I am an agnostic, so that means I am open to being convinced, but I'm not convinced. Put it that way. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this government, with the, you know, with all the um, people coming into the country by doing I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, well, I don't know. It's just like every, everyone's lost the plot, haven't they? I mean, it's like I just feel like I'm in, in living in a whole different dimension. Do you? But yeah, it's, it's right. You're on a different level frequency. But it's not that new. I mean, people have been coming into this country legally and illegally for for decades. I mean, I remember my granny and grandpa moaning about the fact that the street that they lived in in London was turning a different colour because of all the immigration. And yeah. this this was this must have been fifty years ago, you know. Oh, I've got no. I've not really got a problem with immigration at all. I, don't I just think, think it's um, worrying when people 
throw their documents in the sea if they're coming in or whatever. You know, like yeah, you've I, been hearing right. about. So, right. That's a okay. okay, right. Okay. Because you don't know who they are, do you? No, we don't know who they are, right? But the question is... The question is... Do we think it's an army by stealth? Or do we think it's a bunch of opportunists and and possibly low-level criminals who just want to ditch their past and make a new life for themselves in this country? No. So you think what? It's an army by stealth? It could it could be an army. I'm not convinced personally. It could not be an army. I mean, because all I'm seeing, well, I mean, I'm I'm saying what I see. You know, like all I'm seeing is like men in their you know early uh-huh. early twenties, like forties. Well, right, right. First, of course, it's men, right? Because it's only. Yeah, but I'm not seeing no women or no children. Yeah, well, of course, it's not. Of course, there's no there's no women or children because these people are coming from countries that are predominantly Islamic, right? So, so what you say? There's no women and children then? No, but women and children are property, <laughs> and they'll just leave them with some other member of the family or whatever. They're not really interested in them. They're just something to be used. Okay. So they'll yeah. come over and create their own life, and if they create a life, then they can send for the property to be shipped over later. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, shoot me down if I'm wrong, but that's what the book says. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going on in the world anymore. It's just sometimes it's just when you think nothing else can shock you, something else pops up, doesn't it? It's just... And you think to yourself, bloody hell, I only stepped away for about half an hour. <laughs> and then something else turns up, you know, and um, I don't know what's going on. You've got all this going on with, like, Trump now, haven't you? That's another big thing that's going on. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, my, my timeline is I literally just, flooded with it. I just, yeah, of course, I can't. of course, because it is. it's just another distraction. Well, right, OK, but it's a distraction from what, Ben? What's well, the distraction? I, mean, I, I, I don't know why I've come up with this tonight and I'm being quite argumentative, but it's a distraction. Maybe maybe, 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 maybe distraction is the wrong term, but maybe tool. It is a tool to once again formulate some kind of control. So Trump is a tool. What they want, I'll tell you what they want, Go on, uh, tell the me. Democrat Party especially, they want another January the 6th. They want another January the 6th so that they can... They can enact new laws, more laws to suppress more freedoms. That's my personal opinion. Right, okay, um, and, well, and they think they're going to get that by you by persecuting the man at the head, in their view, of January the 6th. It's so That's interesting. But America's not the country to do that in because America's not a country. It's a federated right. republic. But so is France. They're burning the place down. Well, they're burning. I think. Yeah. I think they're they're burning the place down quite reasonably. So because Macron started making laws without putting them through due process. Now, my contention is that avenue should never have been opened in the first place. And the same goes for the states. There should be no presidential decrees. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. I agree. Yeah. You know, there should be I, no I executive orders. It just should not I be agree. allowed. Because that, that 
that system was put in place for a reason. And the major, one of the major reasons was the recognition that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely, and it was to keep the federal government in check. And that's why you have the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment mm-hmm. is there to allow people to arm themselves, to form an armed militia, to keep the federal government in check. And that's why the Second Amendment requires you to be able to buy an assault rifle, if you like, because if you need to go to war, you need a weapon of war, not something for hunting. The Second Amendment's not there to protect your hunting rights because, believe it or not, you can go and buy a rifle in this country and go hunting, right? Of course you can. Yeah. And a shotgun. You can buy a shotgun, yeah. So yeah. there's nothing to stop you going hunting in almost any country in the world. No. The Second Amendment is specifically there to allow you to Take your government to task and keep them in check by the force of arms if necessary. And, and that's, that's why, why you need a proper weapon of war. Come. What? And that's why every successive, successive government, exactly. would, especially Democrats, yeah. want to get rid of the Second Amendment. Because the First Amendment, I think, yeah. is the, 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 sim- the single most important one. And the second protects the first. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's odd that when you think of everything that's gone round with Biden, that they want to arrest Trump. I mean, it's just like, what? <laughs> it's, 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 it's not odd. It, I mean, the same thing happens in every other country in the world. Look at Scotland, right? I mean, why has Nicola Sturgeon not been arrested along with her husband? She was the first minister. She was married to the CEO. She yeah. must must have been privy to that information. Mm-hmm. Even if not through matrimony, through the point that she was the first minister. If cool. she's saying if she's saying she wasn't privy to that information, then she is not only a complete incompetent, right? But that's guilty of malfeasance in a public office. And she's still yeah. be under lock and key. So what's happened with her? Because I've not read nothing today. Oh, nothing, nothing. Well, he got he's, out, he's, he's been released without oh, charge. Released at without point. charge. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. That you say these like, people in charge, we're in charge of them. But then we are in charge of them. But when they get caught or doing something untoward, nothing happens to them. I Who's, I would say, having been on both sides, right, mm. and having been. On the inside, when it comes to places like the police and Police Scotland and the way they work, there is no love lost between them and the Scottish government. And if there is a case to be answered, the police will pursue it as far as they can. If it is stopped, it will not be the police that stops it, it will be the judicial system in Scotland. Which yeah. is very corrupt as far as I'm concerned. Um, the judicial system in Scotland that found a man guilty of making a joke. That judicial mm-hmm. system. Yeah. And sentenced him to jail. No, no, making a joke. Did not, sorry. £800 fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes. For making he a was, joke. Yeah. He was on trial for two years. Oh, two I mean, years. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I, I'm pretty much probably a target. For what I've said, because oh, yeah. almost every almost every every show I should be getting done for hate speech. 
should have well, in Scotland. Yeah, in, in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Um, because, y- you know, at the end of the day, you say things that are uncouth. Now, are they, are, they, are they actually wrong? Probably not. Are they illegal? Probably not. But Hamza's not going to like them. No, no. It's, it's as not. simple as that. You know, yeah. we live in a country. John lives in a country, and this is the, the, the God's honest bollocks truth to it, right? You can now be arrested for making a joke around your own dinner table that mm-hmm. somebody else doesn't like. This is what I'm saying. Where does all this madness stop? I mean, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's well, it goes mad- right back it's, it's... to what I was saying. No one tells jokes anymore. Do they? <laughs> well, no, like it's I said, it goes right back. It's a natural... <laughs> it goes... it's... Sorry, right. Carry on, Ben. It goes right back to what I was saying at the beginning <laughs> of the conversation about the distraction being that they want to encroach new laws upon you without your knowledge um, to, to take away more and more and more of your rights, more and more. And hope you don't notice in the process. Yes. Well, you, you know what? I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just a natural progression. It's the erosion of society to the point where it is getting ready to fail. And, and our society is coming upon that because, you know, two, three, four hundred years... You, you, you don't get much more than that. I mean, what did the Romans do? A thousand or something if they were lucky? You know, a yeah. thousand years and then they fell, maybe less than that. The Egyptians, a thousand years and then they fell. I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> so it's a natural progression. We're, we're getting to the point where, as a society, will fail and there'll be another reset and, you know, another society. Do you believe we've had a reset before? I think so. What, are you talking criteria? I'm talking like a reset. Yeah, I'm talking about... I reckon, looking through things, the last reset was like 1902. See if you can find anything in your area, like in libraries, like newspaper articles from 1902 to 1904. Okay, that's interesting. Um... You're saying there's two years missing? Yeah. There is, in, if you look at, I think it's the LA Times, I think they got, I think it was the LA Times, they started in about 1800 and something, and all their front pages are all listed, and then from 1902 to 1904, there's nothing at all. Okay. Interesting. But then there's people that have checked their other areas where they live, and they can't find anything. So... That's, that's quite that's interesting. We'll well, that's something we'll have to take a good look into. Yeah. Well, here's one for you. Right? Go on. Have a look. Have a look between, what, two, three, maybe even 400 AD, right? Yeah. To 1600 AD, right? So look at paintings and writings and plays and drawings and whatever. And tell me what changed between those dates. Yeah. Because when you look at the paintings and drawings, nothing changed in that period of time. Yeah. It's all very odd. I mean, I think history, a lot of history, well, most of it has been changed. Come on. (laughs) Remember, history is always written by the victor. The winner! Yeah, the people that win write the history, right? So, exactly. If history's going to be right, it would have to be written by both the victor and the loser. But you're never going to get the loser's story. 
So, no. So history cannot possibly be right. It's but like by definition, by definition, it cannot be right because I mean, look at all the books they removed from the that they've got stuffed in the Vatican that you'll never know what's in the Bibles and that they've removed or whatever they've taken. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. we don't know what's in them. Well, look at the Gnostic Gospels. You're not yes, to, you're I mean, you could go on and, them, and on and on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, now we're getting into rabbit hole territory, aren't we? Yeah, well, we are. I mean, look at the, you know, you can look at the pyramids. I mean, who built them? I did. It wasn't the Egyptians. Well, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the Egyptians. It was me. It was me. <laughs> you, there's no way you built the Grand Pyramid of Giza. In twenty years, John, it's with slaves. just as like it's no. just as likely to have been me than it is to have been. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, but, but once again, there's a rabbit hole. There's a, and we do a show called Down the Rabbit Hole, so we should save those for that, right? But then there's so many different things. I mean, like if you look at the age of the Sphinx, the Sphinx has got to be twelve thousand years old, right? And it's beautiful. So, so it wasn't built by the Egyptians. It might have been refaced by the Egyptians, but it wasn't built. I mean, the Sphinx is probably your first deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, as you say, you can go down that rabbit hole and there's so much information that, you know, you spend days reading. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah. Let me bring you back a minute. So let's bring it back. Um do we think that going down some of these rabbit holes can lead us to dangerous extremist thoughts and dangerous extremist rhetoric? No. Not um, if you're no. no. Why should I it think it just makes you a bit more aware of what's going on in the world. Well, you, you know me. Or probably. what you think's going on in the world. You, you know what I've been digging into recently, don't you? Yeah. What? What have I been digging into, Ben? You've been digging into loads, so... But what, what's what, the big what, one? What's the, what's the big one? What's what's that map back there? Oh, God, he's doing it again. He's, do not what's come he out as a fucking flat earther. No, I'm not a flat earther. I'm, there's no way I'm a flat earther, but... You know what? A lot of what they say... A lot of what they say has merit. A lot of the mm. things need to be investigated, right? Mm-hmm. But by the same token, when you sit there and look at the stuff impassionately, you can go, well, that's that that experiment, that thought experiment, and the, the vacuum box thought experiment is the one that gets me. These guys cannot see where they're going wrong with this, this thought experiment that they've got. And it's so right. freaking obvious. You know, the, okay. so so sitting there as an impartial observer, I think it's great to be able to look at these things and balance it up and go, well... That's good merits. This is good merits. You know, um, it's, it's a bit like, like it's a bit like um, it's a bit like terrain theory and germ theory. There's, there's that's exactly what I was going to say. Both sides. I sit somewhere in the middle on that. I think I think <laughs> there's merit. I think there's uh, some people can call me a filthy fence sitter if you like. I don't care. I think that both sides looking into it have very good merit and very good arguments for mm. what they are saying, um, and. That's why they are both called theories at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is quite often in a lot of situations, not just those, it's quite often six or one half a dozen of the other. It really is, as and far as I'm concerned. The thing that concerns me most about anything is when people like 
pardon me, when people like Barack Obama turn around mm. and go, the science is settled. At that point, absolutely at that point, that man should have been discredited and thrown out. He should have been thrown out of the role of president because he made such an erroneous statement and such an yeah. oversight. You know, that that is is showing a level of ignorance that is yep. completely unconscionable, right? And if he said that deliberately, he should be in jail for that because that is actually probably one of the worst oh, things he's John. ever said. Yeah. Is he not uh, going back to Kenya? That's strange, isn't it? Well, I don't know whether it's strange, but it's just... It's in none. <laughs> I'm saying nothing also. And on that note, I think we should start to bring this down. It's been a, it's been 90 minutes. It's been a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Has it gone that? Has it been that quick? God, no, yeah. Time, time goes into this strange reality distortion field when you're talking to us. Actually, you're lucky I stayed awake because where I've been up since for cooking, I, I laid on my bed earlier and I nearly fell asleep. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. slept through it, John. Terrible. So, Terrible um, indeed. Yeah, so uh, do you anything you want to do, Ben? Any housekeeping, like tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, so obviously tomorrow night we will be back live at 9pm, 9pm with Chasing Descent all in the Friday night show where we get a little more bombastic, John gets pissed and uh, we swear a bit. <laughs> the beer's coming out tomorrow. In fact, in fact, I may even have a beer tomorrow huh? as a team bottler. Huh? I may even have a beer. beer. Push the boat oh, up, Ben. Well, last time I did this was St. Patrick's Day. I had one glass bottle of Guinness. I was pissed for the first 45 minutes of the show. One <laughs> bottle of Guinness. He was, he was, yeah. I, I did tell him that. He didn't believe me, but he was. I tell you what, the, the, the chat room are saying Suzanne is very entertaining. We need to hear more. Well, we'll have um, Suzanne and back. Bruce, Another we will date. if she will come back. Yeah, I always come guess. back. You know, we, we, I like we, it because you're not. You know, you're just cool and just um, everything's nice and chilled. We are cool, and I can just be myself. You know, we are, we are cool. <laughs> it's bad. Did you did you hear that? Did your yeah, inner well, nerd know. was your inner nerd gratified there when you were saying when someone said a girl said you were cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a married man. I'll have you know, John. No, but for a girl to see... No, I mean, it's like nice and chilled and everyone everyone is nice and talks in here and, you know, gets along. And it's nice. It's nice yeah. everyone can have a discussion yeah. without well, literally absolutely. losing their minds. <laughs> see, see, this is the thing. If you, can't, if you can't have a discussion without resorting to ad hominem attacks, then you don't mm -hmm. have an argument. No, that's right. No, you don't. And I will say this, um, I was going to save it, but um, date is not yet confirmed, but I will be having a discussion on this show in a few weeks' time with one Anna Brees. So, there you go. we shall see how that goes. <laughs> so, um, with that... I'm, I'm, hoping it's, I'm hoping it's nice, I'm hoping it's chill, I'm hoping it's calm, and I'm hoping we can hash things out. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. But having said that, <laughs> next week we have our good friend of the show, Mark Changizi, back. 
And and I think I think we've got a good I've got a good plan in my head as to the route of questioning that we want to go down there because I, I like Mark's thinking. He's um he's switched on. Yeah, a scientist all the way from Florida. So yeah. it should be good fun. Yeah. Okay, really and with that, that thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. It's been our pleasure. It's, it's been, been nice. great for but you. It <laughs> You can see the writing on the pavement Your kids are growing up in basements Online a whole new generation I'ma make mine so you better go take it Always they need a new replacement Decentralized can't contain it We're changing lives, yeah, upgrading Call it suicide of the older generation Too late to try to go contain it A generation fueled by creation We live lives on a small screen nation We control the airwaves, no negotiation Yeah, we were built to thrive, yeah. I think that we've all had enough. What keeps you up at night, yeah? Make all the demons quiet, yeah. We were built to thrive, yeah.